Okay, let's see. I think it's recording. Say record. Cool. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mofo Truth. My name is Kia. Welcome to the first episode. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kia K E A H. I live in New Orleans. I'm a graduate of the Hampton University and Academy of Art University. I'm currently at Tulane. Uh, there's so much more about me. I'm a filmmaker, I'm a writer, I'm a dancer. I'm so many things you'll get to know more about as the shows keep going. But I kind of want to dive into this show, which is about everything going on right now with Black Lives Matter, racial like turbulence and shaking things up, protests, all this stuff along with in in the middle of like COVID. Uh, everything that started, honestly, it's been forever. Like, I've been out, out here. But recently, with George Floyd's murder. And so when I was thinking about who to have on the show, I was thinking about, okay, it's the mofo truth. Who is the person that, like, always emphasized the truth to me, especially about things about Black blackness and being proud and not falling for like bull all that stuff and I couldn't think of anyone more than my brother Stanley Ryan Moffitt so everybody welcome him yeah I, I uh I appreciate that man <laughs> uh, yeah like you are the reason I think like we we grew up in a house that I won't say like like, I always had black pride, but, like, you, I credit you for, like, really instilling that in me, and I appreciate and I credit, you. I credit uh, my friend Donovan, Donovan Thomas, for putting that into me. My first, well, I've always been my friend, you know, but uh, my first roommate in college, and uh, he, uh, he's the one that changed my life and changed my way of thinking and my thought pattern on that you know how did he uh how did he do that well one day uh you know we when i'm a freshman he's a sophomore and uh i grew up catholic he grew up baptist and um you know we both from jackson mississippi you know where religion is very you know very tough is a big part out there you know so I remember coming um, to the room one night and he was like, man, I think I'm, I'm done with Christianity. And I was like, what? You know, what you talking about? You know, he was like, man, I've been hanging with these Muslims. It was a guy, uh, what's his name, man? Nigel, same name as our little cousin. He's like, man, I'm hanging with the guy, Nigel. And uh, he's been showing me some stuff. And uh, man, this is it's blowing my mind. So two books that um, Donovan gave me, he gave me Message to the Black Man by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And well, he gave me three books. I didn't read, read one, but I won't find that book and get it. But he gave me Message to the Black Man by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he gave me the ISIS papers by Dr. Francis Cross Wilson, who, some of y'all may or may not know, but uh, I'm sure you guys know Yana Van Zandt, 
um, Dr. Francis Chris Wilson is the Yana Van Zant's mentor, or was her mentor, because sister has a past now. She's in the ancestor realm. Um, and he also gave me a book called The Jinn, J-I-N-N. Jinn are um, I don't want to say this right. Jinn are Jinn are, are um, demons, but not really demons. They just mischievous little things. But they make they make us uh, and, and and it's a Muslim belief. And I think also in um, it's a it's a it's a Muslim belief. But I think it's also a, a Jewish belief in the jinn too. The jinn are made of fire. They made out of fire. But anyway, they 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 just do mischief. They like just go around and and, and make you want to do some stupid shit, like like knock down a a, a telephone pole and be like, oh, that shit was funny. You know, they so that's why a lot of people attribute them to. But I didn't finish the Jin book, but I finished. I read the message to the black man several times, and also the ISIS papers. But reading that 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 would change my way of thinking uh, about the way I look at life as a black man. And also like, uh oh, I'm getting some feedback. Also, I should probably have you just like tell who you are. Like, I'm, they know you're my brother, but well, yeah. I, well, yeah, I'm I'm Stanley Moffitt. Some people know me as Stalo Trio. You know, uh, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Moved to New Orleans when I was 20 years old, 21, 20, either one. Uh, I lived between there and Baton Rouge until I was 38. Now I'm in Houston, Texas. Uh, down South Vic, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that's what it is. And I'm going to add that you are like, you are history person like you well, are i have my um yeah i have i have a degree from southern university in uh in history with a concentration in african-american history and we are like an hbcu family like daddy wilberforce mama xavier they met at jackson state you southern don suno i'm hampton so i think that's really cool um and now tia going to xavier i don't know if you knew that uh yeah. I mean, I mean that wasn't rocket science. I mean, she got a full ride, so yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, I know we got into it already a little bit, but I wanted to ask you when when did you first realize you were black? Well, I first realized I was black. It was just me and my father, me and my dad, and we were watching. Uh, I remember we had HBO back in the days, like when HBO first started popping, you know what I'm saying? And uh, one of my favorite things to watch was Superman, especially the one with Richard Pryor. And I think that's the one we was watching, the one with Richard Pryor. And I remember asking my daddy, and you know how some things, it might be little to somebody else, but to you it's like, you take it with you your whole life and stuff. And this was one of those things. And I was like, Eddie, why Superman don't look like us? And he was like, Superman white. I was like, we ain't white? He's like, no, nah, we black. 
And that's when I realized that there was a difference between black folks and white folks because I don't know if you really remember because you were young, but our neighborhood, our schools in Jackson, we were all black. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, I mean, you may have had white teachers and stuff like that, but the students, the community, everything was all black. You know what I'm saying? Jackson, you know, just as a matter of fact, is a pretty much predominantly, I mean, not even predominantly, like overwhelmingly, like don't too many, you know, you had white people on the outskirts, but, you know, but at the time and being so young, I can't remember how old I was, but I just noticed that Superman didn't look like Richard Pryor. You know what I'm saying? Richard Pryor looked more like me than, and I'm like, what's, what's going on with Superman? But he, he's quote unquote Superman. You see what I'm saying? And the real, I mean, as I got older and I did study, you know, the real Superman is, uh, well, actually, there's a guy named Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche is a German philosopher. He came up with the Superman theory. And um, his whole, and that's where Hitler, Hitler piggybacked off Nietzsche's Superman theory of the, uh, of the uh, best race, the uh, blonde hair, blue eyed, uh just you know whatever he thought it was it would have just you know not you know just waltz waltz stands for white anglo-saxon protestant and that that what he felt that was the best so nietzsche was the one who came up with the concept of superman but it actually has been an african proverb proverb way before that you know uh superman really the s on superman's chest stands for serious the star serious which the Dogons, which is a black, a African tribe, knew that this existed. So the, the Sirius is called the Dog Star. That's why when you listen to Sirius radio, they got the, the little dog right there. You know what I'm saying? But that was found out and totally recorded by the Dogon, which is African society that didn't have none of this shit that people just finding out about before. So when you really look at the origins of Superman, which is serious man, it comes from the Africans. But Nietzsche, you know, and and um, and I guess you know, like now, well, not now because it was still, I mean, World War Two, but Nietzsche was the ones that said, no, the Superman is is this guy, and that's what Hitler went with, and when. Um, they made Superman, the white guy, Clark Kent, da da da. That's why all that came from. Saying all that to say this, I learned that I was black when I realized Superman didn't look like me. And this was the Superman, you know, so, yeah. Do you think that that affected you? Like, you know, like, I know, like, it was probably daddy was just talking, but do you think that internalized? I think, I think it probably did some subconscious shit because I think, you know, like I say, you, you, you're looking at Superman and your daddy telling you the reason why Superman don't look like you is because you can't never look like Superman. You see what I'm saying? He didn't yeah. mean it and he didn't mean to be like that, but you got to think about how impressionable kids are. Right. And I'm like, so subconsciously, I think maybe that, and I think when I when I started reading the uh, teachings of the Honor Elijah Muhammad, and I started doing 
uh, studying myself and seeing that all this shit was stole from us. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, that S means serious, to start serious. You know? And I mean, I was way older when I found that out, but that made me want to know more, things like that, you know? So, but I'm saying the initial effect of just saying, okay, it does, I guess, subconsciously hit a child like, okay, nah, you ain't Superman. And, you know, you're the character that Richard Pryor's playing. You know, that's all you could be. <laughs> if you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely. Um, so, right now, tensions are high. Um, it's, it's interesting to me with all the protests and people, like, of course, on social media, that it's it's an interesting thing because I've always looked at you like you always said a lot of stuff and then like years later people are like oh my god you were saying this stuff and I feel like sometimes that's me right now because like we were out there you know like and and it's no shame like I'm not trying to shame anyone for like their realizations now because I think anytime you realize it's great but I'm starting to feel like what you must have felt when you were like saying something and and people are like, you're crazy. And then something I mean, happens and they're yeah, like, oh. Yeah, I, yeah when, I, when I first came home from college with, you know, the, the stuff I've read that what Donovan showed me, you know, everybody thought I was tripping. This was a phase. I got the phase thing a lot. I was actually called the Antichrist, you know, by a family member, which which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him out yeah, there like yeah. that. Because later on in the game, he came back and was like, nah, I see what you're saying. So it's all good. But uh I mean, I see a lot of people now like on on that and you know. Is it, they always said like you know in different you know proverbs and different things like there will be a great awakening, and one yeah. thing that I know is that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So a lot of people, and then the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also said, "You can't feed a baby meat." You know what I'm saying? If you if if you know something, if you know something and you know it very well. And then you have somebody that is totally foreign to this and it goes against whatever belief that they they've been raised you can't just bombard them with that stuff because what you're going to do is you're going to draw them away so that's what the honor elijah muhammad meant when he said you can't feed a baby meat you feed a baby baby milk and then from that you give them baby food and from that then they can eat meat then they so that's how you got to do your knowledge you know what i'm saying when you, and you don't bombard nobody. You know, if somebody want to know something, they'll ask you. They'll be like, man, you was talking about that stuff the other day. What you were saying? But you don't yeah, give them yeah. everything. You be like, look, this, 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 this. And the thing about it, some people like to go, you know, with the religious thing. Well, I'm I'm, I'm the Muslim. Uh, I'm the Christian. I'm da, da, da. At the end of the day, it's all the same. Because I know some, some real live uh, Christian brothers. I know some real live. You know, Muslim brothers. I know some Hebrew Israelites, folks like cats. But it's it's all about the history and the history of black. You can't and 
like some people think it's it's not a religion thing. That's what I'm saying. Because if you look at the origins of of uh, Christianity, the origins of Christianity started in in Ethiopia. You know what I'm saying? With Coptic Christianity, you know, the Ark of the Covenant is there. So we can't throw away Christianity. And then when you look at you know Islam, Islam started in what well, they say is the Middle East, but that's Africa. You know. The Prophet Muhammad is supposed to be a black man. You know what I'm saying? So then you have these, these guys, the Hebrew Israelites, which are quote unquote, for lack of a better word, black Jews. You know, we are the true Hebrews. You know, we we are the indigenous people all over the world. And once you understand that, then you can see why maybe Christianity took effect over here. But at the end of the day, we're all the same people. You know what I'm saying? We all come from those tribes, you know, so. I am. Uh... In the middle of you talking, I um, I started laughing. Uh oh, my phone going off. Let me turn my ring on. Uh, I started laughing because there was this uh, it's a Louisiana college, but the girl got um, um, expelled. She wrote this essay, and she's like, you know, talking about how black people, you know, she really don't like black people, and then she um, she said something like, if you look in the Bible, they don't talk about people of other ethnicities. <laughs> and I didn't people, even get the people, people of other words. Like, she said ethnicity. She was like, everybody was white in the Bible. And if God wanted us to like black people, some of them would have been black. And I was just like, this is so ignorant. Um, but that's what I was thinking about when you were talking. But they, um, they, they expelled her for that? Because she wrote like a manifesto and she was saying like black people are horrible and she'll never, like it was, it was pretty bad. It was, oh, it was, was, it was like worse a than just saying. It was well, long. Yeah, she, she's totally stupid, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we all know, you know, I mean, and then you have to, and then you got to base it on science. White, do, white doesn't produce, you know what I'm saying? Only black produces that. Black produces everything. You know, whether we want to talk about the color, we want to talk about skin color, any of that stuff, that's where everything's come from. So and then um, you can look at you can look at the, the the things like, you know, hue, hue man. And why do some people use hue man and some people use mankind? Because there is a hue man and there is a mankind, you know, but that's that's way down the rabbit hole, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> um, well, to go back to, like, having these thoughts and then now you're seeing people, like, say, like, you're, you were right. Uh, I actually got an inbox on Facebook because when I was living in San Francisco, I think it was 2014, 2015 or something, I was doing a Black Lives Matter uh, protest. It was very peaceful. It was really cool. Um, and when I got back to the dorm, I was an RA, there was uh, one of my residents and she was uh, upset because they were reporting on the news that someone threw a rock in the Macy's window, I believe. And in the Macy's window in like big cities, there's like big displays. So this time, I guess they were doing something with puppies, like uh, encouraging people to adopt, you know, puppies and right. the rock, like you know, so she was like really upset. She was like, one of the puppies could have been hurt. And I was like, 
what are you talking about with puppies? Like somebody died. And she was like, um, you know, things should be peaceful. Why, why are y'all leaving? Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, first off, the protest didn't even go that way. So I don't know what you're talking about. Secondly, it's puppies. Like there's lives at stake, black lives. And she like really couldn't get it. And um, she just like kind of left. And we, we're friends. So like, you know, like eventually, you know, things moved on or whatever. But she actually wrote me and I pulled it up so that I could read it. Um, she said, hey, Kia, I'm not sure if you remember this because it was five or six years ago when the first protest for Black Lives Matter in San Francisco started. You and I were in the common room in Octavia talking about it. I didn't understand it. I was so confused and mad that there was a protest for such an isolated incident. You had tried so hard to explain it to me, but I was so sheltered, I left still frustrated. Over the years, more and more has happened, and now I understand the pain and anger that brought out these protests, including the one happening now. I mean, I've even attempted to explain it to my older coworkers and got what I can only assume was the same frustration you had when trying to explain it to me. When these protests happen, I often think about the conversation we had. I just wanted to take a second to say I'm sorry for not understanding and to thank you for doing your best to help me understand. I'm sure I wasn't the only one you've had that conversation with and I thought you should know it's made a bigger impact on me than it probably came off during the time. I miss you and I hope you and your family are doing all right during this absolute chaos. And I just thought that was like, I was like, wow, like <laughs> someone. Nah, that's, that's peace. That's peace. That's odd. Yeah. Like, yeah. But see, but what the thing is, you got to understand too, like, it's black folks that don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So you right. have to be even more patient. Maybe that's not the right word, more patient. Really, like, when Ma <laughs> I remember the Malcolm X movie. I remember yeah. when, um, when the white when he was at the college and the white girl was like, "Hey, I'm a white girl. What can I do to help the movement?" And he was like, "Nothing." <laughs> remember that? Remember that scene? I think and so. she was just like, "Oh my god!" Was, the reason why is because, like, I always look at simple shit. You got to get your house in order first. So you mm -hmm. still have black folks that can't even understand why you should look at stuff from a black perspective so how you how you respect somebody foreign and when i say foreign i mean from a different sit background uh, a background um you know saying like we use the word centric you know what i'm saying they're looking at stuff from a eurocentric view and you're and, and black folks are, is looking at shit from a eurocentric view when they should be looking at it from an afrocentric view because that's the way we can, the only way we can keep our sanity. So when you finally get to your Afrocentric view, you expect this white guy. It took you a minute to get there, but you expect this white girl, a guy, <laughs> to to to. You know what I'm saying? They move right. down, you know, into that shit than you are. So you have to be more patient with you. But like I say, when when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. You know, you have to give people their time. You say what you got to say. It it's, it's it don't make. And that's why I used to always say, you get you get Schwamp, you get Ted. I say one day. I used to always say one day. One day. But I used to be saying that, man, that nigga tripping. I was like, one day. That's mom. I used to be like, one day. 
and, it's, and, then and, it's, and, and, and the thing is, like, you know, it's the same that people say, they say, well, uh, black love, it's something to that effect. Black love don't mean white hate, and it doesn't. But we have to, we have to love, love ourselves. Like I say, the same thing with just, just your regular home. You know what I'm saying? If you don't give a fuck about your house, why should I give a fuck about your house? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I get that because uh, I had an interesting online conversation, and it was a it was like a discussion on this article about we owe Tyler Perry an apology, and it was saying how what? like he built that's <laughs> what I'm about to say <laughs> he built um an empire, you know, um telling black stories. He tells it a certain way, but he's built like his own stuff and a lot of black people like down him because of the way he tells stories but is it because we're looking at his stories through eurocentric eyes because what's to say what's like stereotypical and what's professionalism you know and all this stuff because we looking at it and we don't want to be that person but only because we don't want white people to see us as them people and i was like you got a point. I my I can agree with that too. My thing with with Tyler Perry, like first of all, I want to say salute Tyler Perry for you know opening that studio and doing something that niggas should have did a whole long time ago. You know what right. I'm saying? Now the, the 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 dressing up in the dress thing, I don't feel that. You know, I feel like. It's too much confusion in, in, in you know, with the sexuality and, and stuff. I, I'm, I'm not with that. And I think that that's not good for kids. But that's a whole, whole other conversation. Ooh, you know, we should have that conversation because, you know, I disagree. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> the thing is, uh, my mentor, Dr. Allen, Dr. Troy Allen, he told me a story about uh, this little kid, like a little bitty boy. Say little boy, his, his parents then was very um, Afrocentric. And um, so they wanted their little boy to have dreads as a little boy, you know what I'm saying? So this little boy had these dreads, these long dreads and shit. But you know, it's hard to tell sometimes a little boy from a, from a little girl and shit, especially when they have long hair. And he was telling the story about how how some they was somewhere and people were coming up to the little boy like oh she's so pretty she's so this she's so this and the parents had to keep correcting the people saying no that's a little boy that's a little boy and he's saying psych psychologically they fucking up that kid right now you know what i'm saying because that kid Everybody who meets him is is saying, no, I'm, this is, uh, no, no, listen, okay. all I'm saying is I can feel that. He said, man, look, because he, he, now this is a private conversation. And he's telling me, he said, man, when you have a kid, make sure you, you know, keep his low, keep his haircut low, you know, till he can get those features as a man. You know what I'm saying? And, and he looks like a man, but as a baby, you know, babies don't really have, men or, or women features they don't have breasts they ain't got muscles and shit but all you really can tell them by is their hair so he, he thinks his belief was that if you have a baby with you know that long hair 
you know, as like it's the one with Bow Wow. You seen the one with Bow Wow? The one what? It's a video when Bow 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 Wow was a little boy. Like when he first went snooping and first got him and stuff, and he was somewhere and uh he was being interviewed <laughs> by a dude, right? The dude was like, Man, this little girl's so pretty, man. And uh Somebody in the background say, man, that's a nigga, man. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, well, I was trying to be like Snoop, with, you know, with the fats and stuff, but he didn't have no no male features. He didn't, you know, he had no beard. He wouldn't, you know, he, yeah. looked, he looked like I a I get man. that, but I also think, like, just like we talking about Eurocentric and different things, like, the way we view um, gender, um, or whatever it's all like through a certain lens because like we have a belief that dresses are for women you know but that's coming from our like what we've been taught just like we have the belief that pink is for girls and blue is for boys but that's because dresses, of marketing are, and that used to be are, different are for women? dresses are for women not everywhere like in scotland there's kilts like, you know, like, I'm, I'm saying, about, like... I'm talking about with black folks. I'm, you think black folks just here? Black folks everywhere. No, they ain't everywhere. Scotland. I'm talking about but, where, where it was created. What? The kilt, what I'm saying is... I don't know. I'm I, saying, I, I, I I'm saying, and this is that. a different conversation than what we... I'm just saying that, like, when it comes to that, I disagree because I have had these experiences with people and talking to them. And I've come to believe that what you wear or what your hair is like and stuff does not make who you are. But we're very off subject. We're supposed to be I'm not saying that I'm not saying that makes who you are. What I'm saying is But you're saying it's like messing with a child and I'm thinking like a child as an idea of who they are. But we are not on this subject. (laughs) We are supposed to be on But before we before we change the subject, I just want to clarify this. The same way what I'm saying, a child is a child. What I'm saying is a child is the sponge and a child needs to know what I'm saying is a male child needs to know they're a male. female child needs to know there's a female there they are a female once they get old enough to make you know and kind of rationalize and do things themselves if they want to do this and do that and da, 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 that's them but we should as a child think about like the shit i disagree Dwayne, i get Dwayne what you're saying Wayne kid, like the way way like the way way kid talking about he think he a girl yes because he has enough just like when you was little did someone have to tell you you were a boy no well then, nobody has to tell. Well, like I'm you sure, don't I'm have sure, to. Like, I'm sure. I'm. You no, know, no. I take that back. No, dad and mommy, you say no. You don't do that. Boys don't do that. Girls. And I think I think that's messed up. But like I said, that's know. a whole other subject. We okay. on here right, we'll, talking we'll, about we'll leave we'll leave what we're experts. For the next, well, for the next not experts. We gonna drink well, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like you know, everybody don't think the same way, and I think that's good to show that like yeah. it ain't always gonna be like. We all agree about everything. Uh, but about our past conversation, I wanted to get into um, racism versus prejudice. Well, uh, I found I found some 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 uh, a write up. I'm just gonna read it, and then you can say 
you know, whatever. But this is from the National Association of School Psychologists. Uh, okay. So it is legit. Prejudice refers to irrational or unjustifiable negative emotions or evaluations towards persons of other social groups. And it is a primary determinant of discriminatory behavior. Racism refers to prejudice or discrimination against individuals or groups based on beliefs about one's own racial superiority or the belief that race reflects inherent differences in attributes and capability. Racism is the basis for social stratification and differential treatment that advan um, advantage the dominant group. It can take many forms, including explicit racial prejudice and discrimination by individuals and institutions, for example, Jim Crow laws after Reconstruction, as well as structural or environmental racism and policies or practices that foster discrimination and mutually reinforcing social inequities. For example, attendance policies that favor a majority group. Uh, I'll stop there. And the reason I like brought this up is because I've seen so much, uh, so many people, and not not in my circles, but uh, I used to get it in my circles where people are like telling black people the things they are saying is racist or black lives matter is racist because all lives should matter. And that's a whole thing. But I always tell them that black people can't be racist mm -hmm. um, because we're not the the majority group. We can be a prejudice. We can, you know, like, you know, be wrong, <laughs> but we can't be racist uh, because we're not the quote unquote group in power. Uh, I just want to see if you had anything. No, nah, no, nah, I, totally, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with you. Everybody is prejudiced. Yeah. Prejudice, if you look at the words, prejudge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if if I have motherfucker, I sell cars. If motherfucker walk up there chewing a straw with a rebel flag on on his shirt and some cowboy boots and shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this a redneck. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm, that's something that you can't can't do. You know what I'm saying? If 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 a black dude walk up there, he's sagging, got some skinny jeans on, and some big ass shoes, and 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 I'm like, man, this little young nigga, man, is is tripping. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we just prejudge. That's that's something that you can't control. But racism is a thing, and but you still give a person a chance. But that's like I said, that's another story. But racism is when you use your race to or your, your situation your power like power is associated with racism you know what i'm saying meaning that you know i could be prejudiced and think like nah you know this motherfucker here blah, blah, blah. but racism is when somebody stop you from getting a job somebody stop you from you know what i'm saying uh moving into a neighborhood you know what i'm saying that's racism when your 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 structure or you, you know wherever you are because you are the the people in power that you know you you can you can stop that's racism i don't give a fuck if a nigga like like somebody may look at me and see me with my t-shirt on and or whatever and, and say you know man look at that nigga right there you know what i'm saying but you just mad i don't give a fuck because you just mad but is that gonna stop you from giving me a loan you know what i'm saying so that's when the, the racism part comes in because you know because like I say, like for instance, I'm I'm in sales, you know what I'm saying? 
And I may look at somebody in front of the door, and like I say, it's a white guy might be chewing on a straw with a rebel flag on. And then once I get to know him, he cool. He's still a, a redneck to me, but he can buy this car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to not sell him the car because he got a rebel flag on. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? Not in this in this instance. You see what I'm saying? Right. But to be like, to be like, no, we ain't selling no, we ain't selling no rednecks, no cars, man. Like if I own a dealership and I say, man, look, I ain't selling no rednecks, no cars. You come in here with this, that's racism. You know what I'm saying? Racism. So you saying black people can be racist? No, because black folks don't have that type of power. But you just said if you owned a car place and you was like. We ain't selling to no rebel flag people. Oh, it's possible. No, no, no. All right. Well, let's say this. Yeah, yeah. In theory, yeah, black folks can be racist. But first of all, something about black folks. We don't have we don't hold the same resentment that these motherfuckers do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We 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 it's in our nature to forgive and be cool with these motherfuckers. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that shit don't exist, that it's the best. And then if, if, if you did say you ain't gonna motherfucking um, sell that white boy car, he gonna go to the white boy and buy a car. You can't stop him. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one, it's one black dude got a, got a uh, dealership, but then it's 50 white boys. You know what I'm saying? So you just missing out on money. So that stopped you from even if you had the instance to be racist to even do this shit. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're not we're not in the position to be racist. You see what I'm saying? We we that's why we can't be we can be prejudiced though. But we can't be racist. We can't stop no white boys from doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think it's so hard to well, not hard. When when you tell someone something they did was racist or something they said was racist, why do you think a lot of people can't just like take that like and apologize or whatever but like i get a lot of uh like no no that's you know like that um denial why don't you think people can just accept what you're saying you know what i'm saying it's a stigma attached to that word you know what i'm saying and racism this yeah and with this so politically correct world that we live in nobody wants to be a racist even even though if they're obvious racist you know (laughs) but nobody wants to no i have and then you know y'all heard this i have black friends and and all this old shit you know what i'm saying so it's like calling a motherfucker thief you know what i'm saying like nobody wants that stigma but you know but you're doing the shit you know what i'm saying so I say for black folks, man, stop trying to get white folks to, you know what time it is, man. Like, like, why would you sit there and argue with the motherfucker? You know what they did. But the same way your friend did, it hit you up years later. Like, well, all right, I see what you say, what you got to say, and then let it go. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't, you know, it. Among, you got to go through a realization of some shit. It's like a, a drug addict or, you know, alcoholic or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker do an intervention or something. You know, and and motherfucker, until they ready, they not gonna they not gonna do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was watching a video. Um, this uh, Dr. Robin D'Angelo, she wrote a book called White Fragility. She's a white woman uh, sociologist. She has a quote. I just want to say, um, white people in North America live in a society that is deeply separate and unequal by race. 
and white people are the beneficiaries of the separation and inequality. As a result, we are insulated from racial stress at the same time we come to feel entitled to and deserving of our advantage given how seldom we experience racial discomfort in a society we dominate. We haven't had to build our racial stamina, socialized into a deeply internalized sense of superiority that we either are unaware of or can never admit to ourselves. We become highly fragile in conversations about race. We consider a challenge to our racial worldview as a challenge to our very identities as good moral people. Thus, we perceive any attempt to con connect us to the system of racism as an unsettling and unfair moral offense. The smallest amount of racial stress is intolerable. The mere suggestion that being white has meaning often triggers a range of defensive responses. And these include emotions such as anger and fear, guilt and behavior such as augmentation, silence, and withdrawal from the stress-inducing situation. These responses work to um, reinstate white equilibrium as they repair, repel the challenge, return our racial discomfort, and maintain our dominance within the racial hierarchy. That quote was like so real to me because people who really are fighting on these um, nola.com articles and stuff like that they're all like like just the thought that you said like white people something and they're like but we're not all and it's like you know we ain't talking about every individual white person did something but you know like and and like um the lady later on in her video was saying the thing about i have black friends or i'm not racist i lived in new york there's lots of black people there and she was like just because you was around black people don't mean your racism disappears. And one of my white friends even told me, we were talking, he told me that all white people are racist because they can't help it. And um, I'm gonna have him on here one day. I won't, I won't <laughs> necessarily say all, you can't say, see, but it's, that's the thing. You can say the majority, it might be 99.9%, .9%, but, which I don't think is that high, but but I'm gonna tell you this: you can't say all or nothing. I and I, I I feel that because just like us, like we don't have the same views on everything, and a lot of people are like, now that this movement is happening, they're like, we're getting conflicting info, and I'm like, because black people aren't a monolith. Like it's not like we had the black people meeting and we said, okay, guys, this is what we're yeah. gonna, you know, like different black people want different stuff. Some people are more concerned. With this way, they want to defund the police. Da, da, da. Some people are like, we can't survive without the police. Da, 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 da. Like, we not one. So, I mean, we are one, but we're not all one mind. So, uh -huh. yeah, um, we, we, we ain't on the same accord. Yeah. And I don't think we, yeah, and we they can. Ain't either. They ain't either, but it's, it's, in this country, it's more of them. I got to take bathroom break, coming right back. Okay. Well, while he's taking a bathroom break, um, I just want to thank y'all still for tuning in. Um, next, we're going to get into some questions. Welcome back to the MoFo Truth. My brother's back from the restroom. <laughs> and um, let's answer some questions I got from a few people. Um, 
Let's see. So we got Gwen Norwood, my, our Mimi from Maryland. She, I don't know. Yeah, this is a question. She says, there are African-Americans that have a platform and are diehard Trump supporters. How do we navigate around them and accomplish our goals for the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, we kind of just talked about that, um, that we're not all, you know, like, on, you know, we're not a monolith. Uh, you have anything to add? <laughs> well, hey, can Mimi, can Mimi, can, uh, can she answer, if I ask her a question, can she answer back in real time? I doubt it, because this was asked early. I asked oh, it was asked early. early. Well, they yeah. got a group of black folks, and uh, y'all should check these people out. Uh, they're, uh, these are quote unquote revolutionaries, but they follow Trump because they believe in this movement called Q. Are y'all familiar with the movement Q? I'm not. Okay. I'm sure a lot of people listening aren't. Well, Q is a mystery man. Don't nobody know who he is. Everybody speculates who he is and everything. Some people think he's a, uh, wasn't it JFK Jr. the one that died in the plane crash? Yes. Had the, had the magazine called George and stuff like that. That's who they speculate. Uh, and I'm gonna give you a brief, but you, do you do your research on Q? So it, anyway, supposedly, and this is their theory, this is not my beliefs, but I'm gonna tell you why you have some black folk. Now, some of them just be cooning. Some of them just like, oh, fried chicken, uh, Donald Trump. But no, you got a, a radical, <laughs> Black folks, I'm talking about like real live soldiers that's that's strictly, you know, black power, RBG, you know what I'm saying, that rocking with Trump because of this Q theory. And supposedly Q is John F. Kennedy's son that was supposedly had died in the crash, but it was all fake, you know, to, to uh, bring forth this movement. And I'm talking about like like a lot of y'all probably never heard of this before, but when you Google it and you see how popular it is, you're gonna be like, how did this not get on my radar? <laughs> you know what I'm so anyway, um, so anyway, um, every president since JFK, this you know, JFK, John F. Kennedy, who was murdered in Dallas, Texas, the um this this group of people called a cabal. They had him murdered because he was about to change stuff. If you look at his last speech that he made when he was talking about the, he didn't say deep state, but I'm sure y'all have heard of the deep state or whatever, but he was talking about this group of people who really run things or whatever, and he wanted to get rid of them. And then you know he was murdered. Um, so Q is supposed to be his son that faked his death or whatever, and so all the presidents that came in after JFK were down with the, the cabal, the deep state or whatever, da, da, da. Since Trump was an outsider, meaning not being a politician, the army, the US military came to him because the military has been planning a coup. And if you don't know what a coup is, a coup is when the military takes over the government. 
but they never had somebody in there that they could trust. So supposedly, since Trump was an outsider before he got elected, they met with him and they told him that you was gonna be the one. So he's not even doing, he, he talking shit and doing all that, but the military is supposed to be controlling Trump to do this um, coup where the military is gonna, gonna take over the United States and like the COVID, it's so deep, man, the COVID night. So, so you have all these, you have a lot of these radical blacks that you'd be like, I don't know why that nigga fucking with Trump. But that's why, and it's all about this Q thing. And it's too much to just talk about it in, in one sentence, but look it up. And uh, then you can kind of understand. Now, some, like I say, a lot of them just coons, you know, just straight. <laughs> like, like, like my boy say, like, say they just want some butter biscuits, you know what I'm saying? And oh, Lord. You know, but the radicals, that's what they own. They own the cute thing, you know what I'm saying? So, so check that out and, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, my next one is from Gretchen in Tennessee. She wants, uh, she wants us to unpack tokenism and performative inclusivity. Uh, for those of you who are listening and don't know what that means, uh, tokenism is like, when you're that token black person in a setting and then everybody expects you to answer for all the black people and um, performative ex inclusivity is like everybody putting up their black box when they were supposed to, but then being like, nah, <laughs> right after, you know, like I'm gonna do it for the show, but I'm not gonna do anything. Um, have you ever been the token in a situation? Hell no. Hell no. No. Nah. Uh, nah. Not that I could think so of. I, I can't think of. Wow. So even like in the jobs you've uh well, had, like, you've like ever like been said, like the only black person? Nah. That's awesome. I I don't think I was a token, quote unquote, but in film school I was like the sole black <laughs> boy sometimes. Uh at first I was the only black person. Then as time went on, it was like a black girl who was from like the islands or something. Then there was a, like this black dude I met in another class. It was like, but like school, grad school was kind of weird. Cause like most of my major, it probably was like 80% Chinese. Like people came from China to be in the film school. So, it, they would like automatically group up because same language, they know, you know, certain things in yeah, the foreign place. You. Right. And so then it became like, they would be over here and then like the non-Chinese people. So it was really like a different kind of like segregation that I never experienced. Um, but even in those circles, I was like the only black person. And I remember a guy I know who's from Mexico uh, I used to do a lot of my films on race. And he was like, why do you make everything about race? Because I, I would like make my films about race, but then I would say certain things. Like, you know, just in talking. But he was like, why do you make everything about race? And I remember just like laughing and being like, ha ha, everything is about race. Because for like black people, like, especially when I was in San Francisco where I really ain't seen no black people. Everybody was in Oakland. So when I went to 
I worked at a, a black museum and I was in the room. This was early on when I got there. It was three black people interviewing me and they were like, why did you choose this as your, uh, you know, to interview for your intern? And I said, I mean, for your work study. And I said, because honestly, this is the most black people I've seen in one room since I got here. And like years later, I got the job. Years later, she was like, oh, one of the ladies was like, you know, you weren't supposed to say that. And I was like, why? And she was like, yeah, because you're not supposed to say those type of things. Because the thing about the South, like people always think we're like, it's super racist down here, but people are open about it. Whereas like in California, it was like super covert, microaggressional yeah. racism. And that's, and, that's, and that's the thing that, you know, that thing right there, that's, that's why I like, when I talk to when I talk to black folks and 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 we be talking about the upcoming election and I be telling them like man Joe Biden man that nigga that man he he ain't no good either bro you know what I'm saying it's like pick your poison because if like he's he's one of those covert races you know what I'm saying and if you just let that nigga talk man he he be saying some stuff like that. <laughs> Like he be saying some stuff. Like you ever heard it? I, did I show you his uh his story about uh what's the name of that? He was talking about he was he was the uh the lifeguard at a uh at a black swimming pool, and the black dude name was Cornbread or some shit. I'm talking oh, about Lord. yeah. No. I'm talking about it was it was like <laughs> the worst. He was like, so I was at a black swimming pool, and it had this real tough one up there, and I'm like, now he's saying this to a black church. And his name was Corn. Now, nigga, that Corn Pop. That was his name, Corn Pop. It wasn't Corn no. Bread. It was Corn Pop. He said it had his name Corn Pop. So I told Corn Pop, I said, Corn Pop, don't you get on that diving board. And Corn Pop said, okay. So he got a whole bunch of the other brothers, and they came to me with these rusty uh, razors. And they used to knock them on the ground and make them rusty and come and want to stab me and stuff. And I'm talking about, I'm listening to this dude. I'm like, how black folks not offended by this dude? And he talking about, he went, he met another white guy who used to run the thing and the dude gave him a chain and he went out there with his, so it's, 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 it's about seven black folks and he just the one white man in the hood with a chain and they all got rusty razors. But Corn Pop said, you know what? You real. I'm like, this like I I can't make this up, kid. I promise you. <laughs> so then after I I was, and then after that he started hollering about it. You don't vote for me. You ain't black. You ain't black. I know. So I'm and like, that, man. and that's the kind of stuff. Like, yeah, like California. It was like people were like, I'm so liberal. I believe everybody. And like, on the surface they do, but they don't even because they feel like they're so beyond things they make like the small mistakes like they they don't think let me really in, think about what i'm saying because they think they're beyond it and it's like no you're not beyond it you still got work to do yeah you're on the right track you know but and you ain't said like nigga but <laughs> you know like that don't mean you're not racist or the things you're saying aren't racist and if I tell you it is, don't like fight me saying, but I voted for Obama. You know, like that's the joke. Like, well, I voted for Obama both times. It's like you can still yeah, be racist. I voted. 
you know, and um, I mean. And um, did you, uh, to keep going, did you, um, have you been keeping up with people, like holding people accountable? You know, they put up the black square, like, I mean, I guess Drew Brees is the best example of this. They put up the black square, like we're in solidarity, black lives. And then when nah, asked Drew about Brees, it. Drew Brees, <laughs> hey, Drew Brees, Drew Brees trying to, Drew Brees trying to, he watching out for his money and he trying to, and and he, he didn't think niggas ever going to turn on him. He thought, yeah. you know, like football, that's what I believe. I believe he thought football, he was locked in. He could say whatever the fuck he want. Because he said some old slick shit. The first well, time I, I, was, I was about to burn his jersey. Right. Years you ago. Know? Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I kind of, like, that's when I stopped. Uh, you know, I was like, eh, breeze. But, like, I ain't have nothing, like, against him. But he didn't have years to figure it out. But um, the yeah, guy how you in the locker room? Think, I don't mean to cut you out, kid, but I want to say this. Think about this. The majority of your co-workers, because that's what they are, yep. are black. Yep. And I mean, and you, you've you been in the, on a dance team, you know, in the band and different things, and you know what kind of bond that, that holds, right? Right. So on a sports team, man, it's, it's the same deal. You know what I'm saying? So you can't tell me you were unaware I just think you was, I just think he thought he, he was untouchable. Like, like, you know, I, yeah, I can say this shit, but yeah, niggas still gonna love me. You know what I'm saying? And just the audacity of that. And then, oh, now when you get the backlash, now oh, I got the black square. I mean, the quick apologies don't, don't impress me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's, it's, put like this, if I step on your foot and I say, oh, excuse me, I made a mistake. But if I if I actually verbalize something and say something, I felt that you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, I, I definitely because like it's not like because he said it four years ago, and I think it was four, and like he said it, but people were still like you know like yeah, it's about the flag, even though people were clearly saying it's not, but like now it really ain't about the flag. Like the flag ain't nowhere to be seen and he brought that back and I think like also with the like he thought he he could say whatever and black people wouldn't um you know but he I think also he thought white people would rally behind him but and black people like honestly and I'm gonna say this and it is a generalization but you know if you know me you know everything ain't 100% like we were saying earlier but if there is a distraction we forgive and forget so like he'll say something like that but then football season come and people who is boycotting go watch again they gonna like who that and all that stuff I wasn't watching because I was really like I would literally have to stay on google to see what the scores are because I still wanted the Saints to win but I was not going to give them yeah, the because of what, business what of me watching the But yeah, it, and it's like the city has a deep bond with the Saints. Like it's real crazy. If you're not from here, I don't even know how to explain it. But I think, I just think he like, he, that in what a lot of people, they don't have to think about what they say. 
because they able like he's a white man a rich white man like he really and he has done a lot to help the city and people but he really don't have to think too hard about what he says like people love him he does good things he, he's good at his job but uh the guy from that's what i was gonna say the guy from espn uh his last name is sharp um, oh shannon sharp shannon sharp, shannon sharp. he said that he talked to him uh because he called him and he was like you know i made this mistake what can i do and he was like first off don't apologize no more like whatever but he told him like this the reason why and i never thought about it this way but it was it was true like the reason why people are so mad at drew Brees for saying what he said was because he first off he he said i've never seen a city a, a majority black city rally behind a quarterback like they rally behind you he said matt ryan's in atlanta they don't they don't go for Matt Ryan like they go for you in New Orleans. Like black people like had Drew Brees back to the point where it was like, oh, you you just light skinned. Like you that they almost thought of you as one of them. New Orleans go hard for you. And New Orleans is a black place. And your teammates are black. And then for you to like be engulfed in that culture and then say what you said. It was like a like stab to the heart. Like it was like seriously, um, and and yep. and I get that because I was like, because it made. He said there is lots. There are lots of quarterbacks from different cities. He said I won't name them, but they could have said the exact same thing you said, and people would have been upset. They would have been like, I ain't surprised. But because it came from him, that's what like that's why it was such big news. That's why people were so upset. And I yeah. felt that because it was like, I ain't never say no Drew Brees was like the light skinned dude, but I like, I like Drew Brees. Um, and I'm speaking of Kia in like 2014 or something, but <laughs> like he was my favorite player. Like I wanted to get his jersey. And yeah. after he said that the first time I was like, I can't get this dude's jersey. I have a shirt with his number and it says crew to Drew like a Mardi Gras. And I, I haven't worn it for years because I was just waiting for like the wake up. And if he would have answered, if he, in his heart, not if he would have answered right, because I don't want nobody to answer right, but not feel it. But even if he would have said, I honestly don't get it. And I need to talk to some people before I make a, and like, I think people need to, with the thing like uh, it's been saying, like, less normalize certain things we need to normalize people saying i don't get it let me get some more information before i answer that question that is perfectly like i respect that so much more like i you know like i thought it was about this or even just saying like i don't know like i i think it's about this thing but this is happening i want to talk to people who i know who are close, you know, like my teammates, my whatever, mm. to before I like make a full, like instead of just going out there and just saying whatever, but that's that privilege of like, I've been able to say whatever. And usually it don't get no, no fight, but people are starting to get that fight, especially now. And they don't know what to do with themselves. 
Starbucks told people they couldn't wear their Black Lives Matter stuff yesterday. Mm. And then today, they said, y'all can wear it because people was like, canceled. You know people cancel stuff quick, especially Black Twitter. Yeah. So they were like, some people said it's because Starbucks wanted to uh, make their it's own Black Lives Matter money. shirts. Yeah, and no. that's what they said. They wanted to make their own shirts and sell them and some all this stuff but that wasn't like nah like and they gave money but it was like nah like um and yeah it is it's all about that um i guess we kind of tackled that uh jessica mixon from new orleans she gave me triple talk about black folks needing to work on themselves before um committing to educating white folks and everyone else on racism we definitely already said that like you said um we need to work on ourselves and internally before we go out i guess so we already kind of answered that she says talk about businesses with majority white employees and what they should be doing to entail that their business isn't just exhibiting performative activism on social media and through their marketing talk about how they can be about being in solidarity not just showing it so how can a company not just post a black picture and say black lives matter because it's trendy like what can they what do you think are some steps like if a company was listening to this what could they do i would say man i, I would say white folks just need to stay away from uh, that that phrase black lives matter leave that shit alone man <laughs> like uh because when you say it, it it don't come off i mean when when you if you if you put it in an ad or something like that it don't come off authentic. Not to me, it don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like I don't I think that's just showing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you feel some type of way, do 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 something. You know what I'm saying? But what yeah. is that something? Like if like um, I have a friend that's uh working. She works in theater, and she's like, if you're in the city of New Orleans and your theater is not sixty percent black employees you're doing wrong she said but basically she was like there should and not even just black people she said there should be no um no um what do you call it uh pwi theaters so like is it that no place should be predominantly white because that's not oh no no it's it's no white white no that that's the thing. That's that's the thing we gotta get off of. But see, we gotta get to a whole other level before we can get there. That's what I'm saying. There's it's nothing wrong with white folks having a predominantly white white thing. It's nothing wrong with black folks having a predominantly black thing. And that's why the, the whole integration thing is all the way fucked up. See, if integration wouldn't happen and black folks would would, would sit, that's why Martin Luther King made the statement. He said, "I may." He said, "I think I may have." Uh, integrated my people into a burning house mm. because before integration we had to spend all our money with each other and so the black dollar stayed in the black community longer than it did. I, I, I don't know what the, the actual uh, time frame is but it's something to the effect the black dollar stays in the black community 30 seconds or some shit like that you know what I'm saying but before when all you had to do was spend with black folks that's what you did you know what I'm saying? But then when integration happened, you won't go to the white movie there. You won't do this. And it, and 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 I like diversity. I like, you know, being around different people and things like that. But I still am a true believer is you should, you know, take care of home first. So 
No, white folks should be able to have their thing, black folks, and then if we want to come visit each other every now and then, you know what I'm saying, that that's cool too, you know what I'm saying, or every weekend or every day, it don't matter, but I'm saying, we got to have our own shit, we need to have our own stores, until we have some type of economic power, then we ain't shit, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and I, I, I agree, but if if you are a majority white company and you really don't want to be like I'm Malcolm X. We don't we don't need your help. So they should do nothing. I mean they can do something, but, but you that's know what I'm saying? asking. Like what, 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 what I mean, I did they can. What I'm saying, they can. They can. You can't I'm not saying that you, you can't but you can't be the face. You can't be you can't be be up here if you want to if you want to throw some dollars to you you see what my cause is and if you you feel like that way and you want to throw some dollars i won't not accept your money you know for my cause but nah don't you start your own cause don't you you know yeah i'm doing this for the black people like them motherfuckers around there hit motherfuckers with skateboards and throwing bricks and shit and talking about black lives matter but then the niggas the one getting beat up nah that's real you do you do you do your thing you know what I'm saying? I holler at you on the flip side. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 how strong that scene was in Malcolm X. He said, what, what can I do to do this? Do this? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm um, saying? Like, I was just going to go to, she had one more question. Uh, she said, talk about how other people of color, persons of color, can show solidarity toward the Black Lives Matter movement because they're minorities as well. Many of them feel conflicted or unsure of what they should do right now. And that made me think of, um, like, my first thought was, like, Zimmerman. <laughs> like, you know, there's, like, the Zimmerman people. And, and I, I use that as an overarching term of, like, people of color who don't see that they're in the same, like, they're well, still people of color. Well, they have uh there's a guy, man, it's a little young cat, man, out here, man. He ain't too much younger than me, but he he he's a young cat I have name of uh, Sauce Walker. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But what he's doing, and I follow him on Instagram and stuff, but what he's doing is uh through hip hop, he's bridging the black and brown community out here. And I like what he's doing, you know. Um because it's it's conflict between you know black and blacks and Hispanics, you know what I'm saying? But uh, this guy, he's like uh like he's signing, you know, uh, a lot of Hispanic artists. Well, not a lot, but you know, a few Hispanic artists, and you know, he always represent for him, you know, Mexico and things like that. I think, man, and you know, we just gotta we we just gotta work with each other. But until we work with the Mexicans, the whoever we gotta we gotta get straight ourselves and then you right. can't you can't help nobody if you ain't right you know what i'm saying that's that's i mean like definitely. i say like i i look at universal laws you know what i'm saying we look at things on like a big spectrum like you know what i'm saying just look, break it down to a simplest term of just you yourself you know what i'm saying like you yourself you can't help nobody until you straight that's real you know what i'm saying so self-care whole, whole community can help somebody if they you know they're not right you know so but that's 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 the way i see it and then when people say minority black and brown and people of color 
Asians and everybody else. We if we talk like that's what we gotta we gotta clarify too. Are we talking about the United States or are we talking about the world? Because we're the majority in the world. That's a that's a that's a cold word. Minority is is another subconscious way to get you fucked up. But we are the majority in the world. We're the minority here. We're are the we majority are in the world. Like, you know are we still the like? Are yeah, we the majority we now in the United States? I mean, because so with the with the well, I've heard several different things because most people of color, and and I'm primarily talking about black and brown people, don't don't fill out the census. I ain't never did the census. I'm 40 wow. years old. I ain't never did the census. So wow. you have communities of people that just don't do the census, you know what I'm saying? Then you have a lot of uh, Hispanic people that may be illegal or they might just like, man, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't do the census. So, you know, and and the numbers that they might be going on is the census. So, but now it's it's a whole bunch of white folk, you know what I'm saying? Why don't you do the census? I just don't want to give my information to them folks. They probably already got it. <laughs> yeah, they already but, got it. Well, well, to put it like this, you gonna make them, I'm gonna make them work for it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Give it a <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got one more question from uh, Jared in Atlanta. He said, right. "Why can't the cis black community support the LGBTQ black community? Uh, cis meaning like." Um, a cis straight. Well, this is this is know. this is, has been this has been a um, a big um, debate within um, the pro black movement, and this is the way I feel about it. We don't have the same struggle. You see what I'm saying? I feel I don't like and and this and and this is nothing against. The this is a black. This is a black gay man. No, 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 no. We no do but I'm saying those two. No, no. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying those two things: black uh, freedom, or you know, whatever we want to call this thing, and the LGBTQ thing is not the same movement. Okay. It, it's that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, and when when like this, All right, let's talk about women's suffrage. When women had the right to vote. But you know, blacks had the right to vote before women had the right to vote. Then they took it away from blacks again. What I'm saying is, what are you first? Are you are you black first or are you LGBTQ first? You see what I'm saying? What are you first? Are you a man first or are you a woman first or are you black first? So that's why I'm saying we we count on one thing and then get to the other thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 I, I I always like I don't like that like what are you first like I get what people are saying but I feel like you're not either first you are just what you are so like I I'm not black or a woman first I'm a black woman but with this with this Black Lives Matter movement I want black people to have you know like these are the things I want black people to have but it's not going to stop me from also like black women need to have. And I think that's where like the black gay um, LGBTQ community is coming from because some people are like, black lives matter, let's 
let's uplift black people. And then when like a black trans person comes around, they beat them up. And it's like, but they're black. Like, why are you, we don't need this well, infighting. I, I, I've, never need. I, I've never I never witnessed black at a black function where it was for black. I haven't either. But it's it's been news that like this uh black trans woman I believe got beat up by a group of black men because of like a fender bender or something in the middle of all this stuff and everybody's like no like we we can't we have to show solidarity because we are black people period like yeah yeah don't and, that, and okay so so you just said it we're black people period so what comes first. So your friend, let me just say this. So when your friend asked if, if 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 he if he was in trouble on some racist shit, I'm not gonna interrogate him and say, Are you gay first before I help you? But no, I just see that you're a black man and you need help. You see what I'm saying? So that's, I definitely that's I understand that like yeah. you you wear your blackness, like that's what people see. You can right. go your whole life being gay, and no one might, no one might know that looking at you. Right. Um. I get that. I think that his question is like, okay, this is a movement, and I don't know, maybe not, but this is what I'm thinking about it. This movement is about black people, black people, and yet within it, people are separate. Like people are like, yeah, black people. But get away from me because you're gay, and it's and, like, and like I say, I've, I've never, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't experienced that, and nobody that I ever been rocking with is been like that, you know. What I, I like, haven't either. Like, and I know you, like you and I have gay friends, and like we all talk about this stuff together. But I've seen it on social media, unfortunately, where it's like black, have, black power, not you. Well, there's been a thing going on too where they was like, okay, what was the LGBTQ when, you know what I'm saying, when, when, when we were just doing the black thing? They didn't come out. Of, because let me tell you something, the LGBTQ is probably more powerful than, than everybody. As a community, yeah, as mm-hmm. a community, more powerful than everybody. So where, where were they at? Where were they at when, when black folks was going through all this shit? They didn't come help help us out so you got some people saying that i'm not saying that's my opinion i I'm got you that, that you know what i'm saying so why why do we want to connect you with our struggle and why we and that's what i'm saying so so when you do things like that then you're separating now you know what i'm saying so then it's like so what are you first are you black or are you gay so i'm not saying that they don't have people that be like be like ah oh, you're gay get get the fuck away from me now, i'm not saying that what i'm saying is we should be black first, you know what I'm saying? Because that that's what we got to deal with. Then okay, we 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 hustle for the, you know what I'm saying? Because even though you're a woman and I'm a man, we're both black and we both get the same shit. So that's why it's black get the equality or whatever we're searching for. I don't even want I want like low key man, ultimately man, I think we just need separation, man. You know what I'm saying? and get our own shit and then we can come back together but what i'm saying is it's a black thing first that's the initial thing it's a black thing then we talk about women men gay straight and, and all that and, and I see, I see all, black. all black 
You know what I'm saying? I see where you're coming from, but I think that we need to also, within the Black, respect everybody's differences within it. Because there is some, like, misogynistic and, like, transphobic and different stuff within it. But I think that if we are trying to build as Black people, we need to throw that other stuff away because it's, it's crap. Like, well, that's why I told you we got to separate because how you going to get your house? I put like this. I can't get my house clean if I'm at your house every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, we got we to gotta straighten shit up with ourselves and then we can go fuck with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, like, in the same house is me, you, Mama Don. You know what I'm saying? We might have a gay cousin or whatever. But if we can get that house straight, then we can go out and, and, and deal with the neighbors, be like, you know, okay, yeah, so this is what we doing over here. How y'all doing over here? Nice to meet you. Da, 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 but our shit straight. You like I say, we the black and, and I'm using that as as a as a microcosm of, of the black community. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like so once we get our shit straight. You know what I'm saying? But first of all, like I say, we realize that we're all black and we're all in this. We can't turn the black movement into the LGBT movement or to the man movement or into the woman's movement. It's the black movement. And then we get to our stuff. And, and I'm going to tell you like this, black folks really not on a, on a misogyn, misogynistic thing. Black folks really, we hold women to to now you got. I ain't talking about these, these dumb motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But I'm about to say because that's not true. What I'm saying is like, like uh, if you look at households, you know what I'm saying. Women are are held to a whole. Now I ain't talking about what motherfuckers saying a rap. I'm talking about motherfuckers actions. You know what I'm saying? We hold Damn. our women to to a way high higher standard. You know what I'm saying? Because because of uh, you know uh welfare and where a man couldn't be in the house for you to accept welfare and all that shit you know our shit been broken down and i'm not saying taking a victim role you know what i'm saying i'm just saying that just is what it is so women have you know for a lot of us been the um the queen of the castle you know what i'm saying and then if you you know and then just in history you know what i'm saying the woman has always been cherished with us we we didn't grow and up I know you, yes, I can vouch for you, but in my experience, that is not a lot of the case. Um, well, women are kind of disposable. Black women are expected to hold a lot and do a lot and put on a lot because they see us as strong so we can take it. And it, there's a quote like, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's heavy. Like every time I see that, I think of like black women because a lot is put on black women by like everybody but by black men because i think subconsciously it's like well i know black women are strong they'll get over it no and, and i can feel that and, and i can and i can understand um that because i've i've uh known motherfuckers that feel that that uh philosophy uh, and like i say we just we gotta have we got we just gotta have a we gotta have a talk with each other, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, each one teach one. But, you know, all I know is that the way we do with our women, we're, the, the patriotic society shit is not 
inherently is not is not African. Is 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 not even Aboriginal to the United States. When you you know what I'm saying that is that is a European design. And so that goes back to what we were saying before. You know what I'm saying? We have to start looking at it through uh, you know what I'm saying, Afrocentric views, you know what I'm saying, to where, you know, the when we start seeing it and, and we do this subconsciously, you know what I'm saying? Like the 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 mother is is always like looked at as like the prize, you know what I'm saying? But we'll still go into this Eurocentric world and make a rap song talking about bitches and hoes and shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so but but then go home and be like, mama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's know, what Baby Boy was about. Yeah. So, and you know who they quoted in the beginning of Baby Boy? I do not remember. Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Whoa! See, and that brings us to the end because that's a good rap. That was like kismet. <laughs> yeah, so, watch it again. In the beginning, when, he in the, when he in the womb, when he in the womb, yeah. Dr. Francis Chris Wilson said that the black man. Yeah, check it out. I definitely will. Thank you for being my first guest. Thank you, you man. My first, like my first friend. One of them. You and <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you. Um, I'm come up. I don't know what the subject is for the next one, but um, stay tuned, y'all. Thank you for listening because it's been like a couple of hours. I, I thought maybe it'd be one hour. Yeah, peace. I'm about, I'm about to get something to eat, man, and, and, and lay it down, man. Love you. Yeah, peace love to everybody you too. who who checked out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're gonna get right, man. This is the, this is the season for change, man. And uh. I won't say this too, man. I saw a video today, man, of that brother uh, Floyd, and um, and I see the way like uh, the the, the right wing media is trying to crucify it, and that bitch Candace Owens, man. I'm talking about like I'm I'm like all the way straight with her, but that brother man was talking, man, and talking about how he just loved everybody. And, I'm somebody I seen a video, man, it, it almost brought me to tears, man. And, and uh and uh it just I don't know, man. It's, I just want to say, man, I he, you know, God, God got us something that's going on that we can't, you know, it's above our understanding. He know what he's doing, but everybody that I ever known and know, because I'm in H Town, you know what I'm saying? Everybody I know that that have known him. Man, I ain't never heard a bad thing said about that brother, man, or anybody that know him. You know what I'm saying? And um, and seeing that video today, man, I'm I'm gonna try to find it and send it to the kid. But it was uh, and he was just speaking, man, and he was just just giving encouraging words to whoever was watching his video because he was working out because he used to play football. And he said, "Man, I'm back working out." He said, "I'm not working out to like trying to show off." I just want to show y'all, man. Yeah, y'all, I love everybody, man. You can work out, man. You ain't got to show off for the gram, but you can work out and just make yourself better. You know, I, I don't know. It was just, it was pure heart to me, man. So, yeah. But anyway, closing, man. That's what's up, man. Love y'all, man. Peace. Peace.